Welcome, everybody, to episode number 46 of the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Owens, from the Average Jake Firefighter Blog. Man, it feels so good to be able to say those words again. You guys have no idea. I know it's been a while since I've been able to get on the mic and record a podcast, but it has been hectic, hectic, hectic times in the Owens household. First thing, obviously with the holidays, the last one I recorded was was uh, the episode I'll Be Home for Christmas, episode number 45. Uh, really love the response I got from that episode, so thanks so much for everybody who listened. It's over 2,000 uh, listens slash download. Um, I mean, so that's that's pretty phenomenal. That's one of the most popular episodes I've ever had, especially on an initial run uh, where I haven't published another episode and people are kind of catching up to it. So that's extremely, extremely humbling, and uh, it's just really, really awesome. Uh, you know, the holidays, of course, in COVID times were a little more stressful than usual, but hey, we got through them, and we got to do the things that I really, really enjoyed doing. I got to go to my aunt uh, and uncle's Christmas uh, Eve party that I've been going to for just about my entire life. I, I, you know, I'm, I just turned 39 a couple weeks ago, and I've pretty much gone to that party uh, almost my entire life, maybe a year or two that I haven't gone, but uh, pretty much running a 39-year streak of going to that party. So it was really, really important to me that that we get to go, and especially with being uh, being able to be off finally for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in a row. That was uh, That was pretty awesome. And then, of course, uh, in my household, man, once January hits, it's birthday time, and it's it's craziness. Uh, my uh, my dad's birthday is January eighth. My oldest son's birthday is January twelfth. My brother in law's birthday is January fourth, I believe. Uh, my birthday is January eighteenth. Uh, two of my sister-in-law's birthdays are in January. My uncle Kenny's birthday is January the 19th. And it's always kind of a big joke because uh, he's pretty much like he's 30 years. Uh, he's like 29 years in, a, in 364 days older than I am because I was born the day before he turned 30. Uh, he was 29 years old on January 18th, and then the next morning, he was 30 years old. And then I, I was born on the 18th. So it's always like this kind of cool joke with him. Like we always know how how old each other is because he subtracts thirty years from his age and he knows how old I am and I always add thirty years to mine and so we always text each other and and it's really great it's a cool pretty cool tradition it's a pretty cool tradition uh, to have and uh, you know and then uh, but man January fourteenth January fourteenth I got the the first dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. And, I, and I'll be quite honest with you, I was unsure whether I was going to get it or not. I had been doing the research and doing the research. And historically, I don't have a bad reaction to vaccines. I've gotten a tetanus shot about a million times. I don't usually get the flu shot because my immune system is is pretty good. I don't, I just don't really get sick very often. Um, I don't go to the doctor very much. I mean, I get my regular checkups like I'm supposed to, but very rarely do I get sick. Very rarely do I run a fever. Very rarely do I get sick at all. In fact, I mean, I went on a four-year streak at work where I never used a sick day because I didn't need a sick day. I didn't, I wasn't sick. I mean, you know, I just didn't get sick. I mean, in the last, up until this point, uh, the last couple sick days I've used, I had a cyst on my head and I had to get that cut off. Uh, but that, so that wasn't really sick. That was like a surgical procedure. Um, so, I just historically don't get sick. So I did the research. I, I read some stuff. I, I really 
was a little more hoping I would get the Pfizer vaccine. I was reading that the symptoms were a little less with the Pfizer, but, uh, you know, the opportunity that I had was to get Moderna. And so uh, I, you know, went and signed up through my fire department and went and got the first dose of the Moderna vaccine. And uh, three o'clock that afternoon, came down with the side effects that I had researched. You know, I got chills. I got my arm hurt. I got a headache. uh, My fever went up. And the problem was those things didn't go away. Those things didn't go away for 12 days. Um, I'm sitting here talking to you today on January 28th. Uh, This is the first two days in a row that I haven't had a fever. You know, so I've had one of the worst reactions to this vaccine that I've heard of. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. I'm just telling you the story of what's been going on with, with Robbie, uh, why I haven't been able to podcast. Because, you know, when you have a uh, 102.9 degree fever, you don't really feel like podcasting too much. And uh, I've so I've had to go see my PCP. I've got blood work, a chest X-ray. Um, all this kind of stuff. They even think that the my doctor, my GI, I had got referred to a GI doctor, and uh, my because my liver enzymes are up on my blood work, and I've never had any issues with any of my liver enzymes or anything like that. And the doctor wants to do some other additional tests, but he really thinks that like the COVID vaccine has like agitated my liver. Um, I mean, which is insane, right? Like I've gotten like the worst reaction, I think documented and I've done all the stuff. I've reported my adverse reaction. I've called Moderna. I'm in their, in their adverse reaction queue, uh, the state department of health, all those things. I was even getting emails like for a while, I guess I just got tired of hearing the same thing. I was getting emails from the state department of health about like, Hey, do you still have a fever and blah, 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 blah. I mean, so I had been out of work and, you know, thankfully the fire department, really, uh, really was working with me. You know, they didn't, they, they, they really did a, you know, I, I got my hats off to them because they could have made me burn my own sick leave. Um, but they didn't because they were really encouraging people to go get the vaccine. And, uh, we have to do a screening every day before we report in for shift. And if you have a fever, you fail the screening, you're not allowed to come to work. So they, they marked this as injury leave, uh, which was awesome because I didn't lose any sick leave. Not that I, I mean, I have a ton of sick time, but not that it would have really made too much of a dent in my sick leave balance, but still, that's the right thing to do from them. And, I, and I'm super, again, you know, I, 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 I have struggles with my own fire department. Like, we don't always get along. But in this instance, I got to give them nothing but props because they took care of me. They have been taking care of me. My bosses, all of them have been calling me, making sure I'm okay. They've been texting me, seeing if I need anything. I mean, I've really, they've really stepped up while I've been sick. And really just taking care of me. And so I can't I can't speak any ill of how they've dealt with me during this situation and really how we as an organization have really handled the, the pandemic has been has been pretty phenomenal. I mean, we've had a lot of grace with with people. Um, we're basically allowing people to do uh, we're basically allowing people to to do their thing. And, uh, you know, and if you're sick, stay home. And, you know, and, and I can't always say that. Right. Like we've had some some chief officers in the past that kind of acted like if you were taking a day of sick leave, that it was coming out of their sick leave balance and not yours. And they would harass you and they would, you know, I mean, it it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty awful uh, culture there for a while. I mean, like we had a guy who, uh, you know, we've had guys that have basically like, you know, quit the fire department because of the harassment of calling out sick, you know, from some guys. And I mean, it's, 
it's pretty sad. But on this occasion, man, I, I that culture I hope is dead and gone for good because the way that they've handled this and the way that they've approached the pandemic and the way specifically they handled my inst- instances was uh, was pretty phenomenal and I, and I can't say enough about them. Uh, but so that's pretty much what's been going on. Uh, that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Uh, and that's why I haven't been able to get on the mic. That's why I haven't been able to get uh, to, to corral guests. And that's why I haven't been able to do any of the things I like to do. Uh, podcasting and posting on social media and going to training and, and all that kind of stuff. I've been, uh, you know, basically stuck in the house except for going to the doctor. Um, thankfully, my fever started to break and I've been able to uh, get off the Tylenol and the Motrin. I mean, I was rocking Tylenol and Motrin like it was candy just to try to keep my fever uh, in the low hundreds there for a while. Um, so, you know, again, not a sob story, just really trying to explain where I've been and what I've been uh, and why I've been a little bit absent from the podcast. I, you know, some people were even like, did you quit? You know, I've been getting messages like, hey, man, you doing OK? You haven't podcast. You haven't posting a lot. <clears throat> you know, did you quit? And it's like, no, I didn't quit. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I, I've been sick. And I'm not still not 100 percent. But, man, I'm, I'm so itching to go back to work. Um, I finally went back to work the other day and taught uh, our acting officer school um, reading smoke program, which I love teaching in our acting officer program. I love everything about it. I love uh, getting to just expose new officers, you know, or prospective officers and acting officers to just fire behavior and just the way that we should be doing business. I mean, we're such a large organization now that one of the biggest problems that we've had is that we just we have to promote so many guys that really, let's be honest, like we, we promote people that shouldn't shouldn't get promoted. And you send these guys and they get out of recruit school and they're all pissing vinegar in there in there, you know, and we've got, you know, 20 or some odd stations and we're building two more. <clears throat> and it just, uh, it, it, you know, sometimes these guys don't get to go to the busiest firehouse. Sometimes these guys don't get to go to the best fire officer and the most motivated fire officer. Sometimes they go to a guy that's got 30 years on and he's trying to ride out his last couple years in a, in a slow firehouse and they don't and they lose that passion. At, at, they get out of recruit school. And so it's awesome that at three and a half years or three years on, they get to come to this acting officer school where most of the motivated firefighters, firefighters and fire officers are. And we get to like reinvigorate them and, 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 and show them the way and, and really like, and, and just, and tell them like, just cause your officer doesn't give a shit about you. Doesn't mean no one does. Uh, you know, we're, re- you know, we're here. Like you can call me. I give them my phone number and my email address. And I, and I, you know, if you need something, you call me, you got a question, you call me, you know, anything that you need, you can call me. And that's really, I saw, I believe in that program and I'm so fortunate to get to, to get to teach in it. Uh, it's one of the highlights of my, of my career is getting to help develop that program and getting to be a big, an instructor in it and a part of it. It really, really, really is awesome. Um, you know, rewind back to uh, the beginning of December, had a really great experience and I wanted to do a whole podcast dedicated to this, but man, so much time has passed, uh, that I just don't think it would do it justice, but really wanted to, to, to re to just like to give a shout out to Kurt Isaacson and everybody over at County Fire Tactics. Got to go to the Pensacola Beach Benefit Fire Conference, which was, uh, took the place of HROC, in 2020, where they had to bump it to February. I'm not going to get to go in February just because so much is going on with my kids. And, and, and I'm a big believer in having that work-life balance. Um, and I can't just go back to Florida at that point in time. 
Uh, but man, the Pensacola Beach Fire Conference was great. Uh, I got to go with my brother. We pulled his camper all the way from Virginia to Pensacola Beach, Florida, about 15 hours in the camper. But man, it was awesome. We got to go and hang out uh, together, you know, which we don't get that much. He's got a young kid. Uh, I've got the two older boys. <clears throat> we work in different fire departments. We're finally on the same shift now after almost 17, 16 years. Uh, both of us, you know, he's got 15 years on in the city and I've got uh, 16, almost 17 <clears throat> in Henrico County. And finally, we are on the same shift. But uh, so but we don't get to hang together without other people being around very often. So it was awesome to just like get to ride down there with them, hang out with them the whole week, ride all the way back with them, uh, talking fire department stuff, sports, just, you know, just, you know, doing brother stuff. It was it was great. And uh, and of course, the conference itself. I mean, well, one, the, the campground we stayed at was right there on the sound side of Pensacola. It was beautiful. Um, I, I did some pair, uh, Instagram lives from there. So if you, if you got to see any of those, you know what I'm talking about. It was a little chilly. It was Florida cold, but man, it was, it was a great time. Uh, it's always beautiful down there. I've been fortunate. I've been able to vacation in that part of Florida almost my entire life. My grandparents, uh, who are no longer with us, but they were from that area and we went down there all the time as kids. Um, you know, Gosh, I can't even count how many times we've been down there and been on Pensacola Beach. When my grandmother passed away a couple of years ago, we drove to Pensacola Beach while, while my mom and her sisters were planning my grandmother's funeral. My dad, my brother, and my sister got in my truck and we drove to Pensacola Beach and had a beer sitting on the beach. I mean, so it was, you know, we've been in that area our entire time and, and we just, and I love going to that area. It stinks that it's so far away. Uh, next time I'm flying again, I don't think we'll be pulling the camper again anytime soon. Even though it was a cool experience, it was cool to do it. It was cool that we did it on our own, but uh, man, I don't think we'll be doing that anytime soon again. Uh, but man, the conference itself was great, great speakers. Um, you know, we had to adjust some things, but man, the hands-on stuff, they got, they got the abandoned hotel, uh, next to, uh, next to the Hilton and, uh, it was an old best Western. I mean, they were doing everything in there. It was, it was awesome. Stand pipes, flowing water, you know, just, just everything. They're bailing out. They were throwing ladders. They were doing, I mean, anything you can think of. And of course the speakers were top notch, like they always are. Got a lot out of it and, uh, food always good. Beer always good. Fellowship always good. Uh, you know, just, just great, just great, great, great stuff. And, uh, you know, can't say enough about the County Fire Tactics conferences. Um, I know people, there's some people out there that don't, that, that think Kurt's a little bit much and maybe he can be sometimes, but, uh, the product that he's putting out there, I, you know, don't focus on the, on the man. I think you should focus on the product and the product is top notch. The area is top notch. You're not going to be disappointed if you go to a County Fire Tactics conference. Um, and so that's where we're at. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of things coming down the pike. Um, was informed the other day uh, that I'm getting the opportunity to go teach at Firehouse Expo uh, 2021 in Columbus, Ohio in September. That's going to be awesome. I've been trying to roll just with the COVID stuff and the pandemic and everything. It kind of put a damper on everything. I've been trying to roll this engine company search program out for a while. And I'm not a very good self-promoter. I know that's crazy coming from a guy with, with a podcast. Uh, I just, man, you know, I've kind of gotten out of doing a lot of the teaching thing. Um, I kind of got out of doing the teaching thing just because I, I just feel like there's so many. It's such just a weird industry, right? Like, I I do feel like I have something to share because I clearly I write and I and I do the podcast. I just don't know if. I should charge money 
to go to another fire department to tell them how to do business, right? Like, I, I and I think a lot of guys who go and do this stuff, and because I get out a lot, man, I get out a lot. I go to a lot of conferences. I go to a lot of things. I read a lot. I get on the website a lot. And I just, man, I just kind of got disenchanted with the business. I think there's a lot of guys personally, and I'm not going to name names, but I think there's a lot of guys out there being frauds. Uh, for, you know, to be quite honest with you, they're going out there and charging these small fire departments thousands and thousands of dollars for something that they could learn with a library card. You know, that's an old line from a from a movie. But but reality, like they don't you don't need a lot of these guys when Elkhart Brass will send you nozzles and, and gauges for free. You don't need some dude to come tell you that you should test your nozzles, right? Like, I mean, test your nozzles, test your hose. Like, I mean, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for somebody to come and tell you that stuff. Uh, there's a, I mean, I know personally in my fire department, we have a guy who is on the level of all those guy of all those guys. Like I'm telling you, there's a guy who's on, we have a guy, he's one of my, my mentors uh, in, in my fire department. And he is, more tactically sound than some of these guys that are going out there and charging $20,000 to speak. Uh, and he would never do it. He would never charge for what he, for what he knows. He would never do that. So, cause he's just too humble. Um, he's just too humble to do it. You know? So I, I just, I got kind of disenchanted with it, but when, when firehouse contacted me and, and asked me to put in and, and asked if I was interested, I mean, you know, I really, I really think that this, Search and rescue has become back to the forefront, and I think search from an engine company perspective is something that's ignored. And I know it's something that I ignored for a long time in my fire department. And there's and in that program, you're going to hear real life examples from when, like, I had to take an engine company search, you know, approach for whatever reason, right? Like, I, I you know, it, it, and it just, I just think it's important, and I think. What we're going to talk about in the program, we're going to talk about some different occupancy types, some common residential occupancy types, at least common for my fire department. And it's not going to be this like, hey, here's the, you know, it's not going to be like the Mandalorian, right? Like, this is the way. What it is going to be is, hey, here's the things that have happened to me. Here's how I've had to make adjustments. Here is how I've handled those things. And here's how I've done it in the most common occupancies that I have that, that I have, uh, that I encounter. And here is also just some statistics to back up why I think you should be doing it and why I think, and why I think this is a good idea and why I think that maybe this plan may not work for you, but you can adjust it. Um, you know, you can take it and, and, and make it your own with your staffing and your fire department. Uh, you know, that's the type of class it's going to be. And I've been really trying to get it off the ground. And I really, there's a hands-on portion that I'd really love to get off the ground. Um, you know, that I'd really like to go out and teach, but again, I'm not, I'm just not good at it. I don't go, I'm not, I, you know, I, sometimes I think I am, but I'm really not an edgy guy. Like I don't go out there like some people and tell them that they suck. And I don't go out there and tell them that they should only choose one style of attack. And I don't go out there and tell them that they're pussies if they don't listen to me, like a lot of these dudes do. Um, you know, I, I just don't do that. And I'm, and I, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, just not me. It's not my style. And I'll probably not make as much money off of other fire departments as these guys, but that's okay. Uh, I, I, I gotta be able to look me in the mirror, but I really do think that th there's value in this class. I really am excited that firehouse is going to give me the platform to share it for the very first time. 
And I'm excited to go back to Columbus, Ohio. I think Columbus, Ohio is awesome. Not a lot of people like Columbus, Ohio, but man, I think Columbus, Ohio is awesome. I got to teach at Ohio Fire and EMS Expo uh, years ago. And uh, man, I enjoyed Columbus. Like they've got great restaurants. They've got decent, uh, decent breweries. They had the, uh, they had a piano bar. I love a piano bar. Like, especially when they serve buckets of alcohol. Uh, you know, I just, I, I really, really, really enjoyed, uh, going to Columbus, Ohio, uh, September. It shouldn't be too cold. Um, you know, so it should be still, the weather should still be kind of nice. Um, I mean, you know, I, I just, I, I'm super excited and, and I'm so humbled and, and, and thankful that Firehouse has given me the opportunity and the platform to do it. So, uh, you know, be paying attention to that. Of course, I should be telling you what the date is. I know it's the Saturday of Firehouse Expo, but I don't have the date right on me. Um, but well, but I'll be there. Uh, I'm looking to. I can't remember what Firehouse offers like for the speakers, but uh, I'm looking to come in and, and attend most of the conference. Like I, I, my plan is to is to be there for for a good portion of the, of the conference. And uh, to be able to go and, and, and do and attend some some functions and, and you know, just and, and be in a con. I, it's been a while since I've been to it's been a long time. I haven't been to Firehouse Expo since they were in Baltimore. Um, and it's been a long time since I've gotten to go to a, a conference of that size, a firehouse or an FDIC. Um, I just, it's been like two, three years since I've gotten to go to a conference of that size. I've got I've focused a lot more on the smaller ones recently. So but that's where I've been. That's what's been going on. That's what's coming down the pike. Um, you know, we've got the Fireground Commander Conference coming, but uh, I, I don't know, and I, and I haven't heard back from from the big boss, uh, Benjamin Martin, but uh, I do know that we're probably going to have to postpone it from March. It's not a definite yet, but I do know that we're probably going to have to postpone it from March just with the COVID restrictions still in Virginia. And uh, But, you know, if you registered, it's going to be honored. You don't have to re-register or anything like that. Uh, but so stay tuned to the podcast, stay tuned to embrace the resistance, uh, dot, uh, dot com and the conference stuff. They're on fate. We're on Facebook as well. Fireground commanders on Facebook. So just pay attention to those social media sites. We've got Instagram and Twitter as well. So just pay attention to those social media sites. And, uh, when we get the confirmed word of, of if we have to push it back and when it's going to be, we will, uh, we'll put it out there. Um, it's still going to be awesome. We're still going to try and get the same lineup. Um, I know most of them are, are committed to us and we're committed to them. So still, even if we don't get all 10 speakers, uh, still eight speakers is bigger than we've ever done. Seven speakers is bigger than we've ever done. So, uh, you know, you'll be you'll be all about that. And it's going to be awesome. It's always a great venue. It's always a great time at the Fireground Commander. Uh, and we enjoy putting it on. Uh, trust me, if we hated it, we wouldn't do it anymore because it's it's a lot of hard work. We meet a lot. We talk a lot. Um, since I've been sick, uh, we've had to uh, do conference calls all the time. But uh but it's uh, it's coming down the pike, and uh, you won't be disappointed if you're coming to the Fireground Commander. I can guarantee, you, no matter when we have it, whether it's March, whether it's whether it's April, whether it's August, whether it's October, whether it's December, you won't be disappointed at the Fireground Commander conference. I can guarantee you that. So, uh, with that being said, I feel like I've got a pretty good topic to talk about today. Um, so, but let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into the topic of the podcast right after this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Um, thanks for uh, indulging me there with just kind of the quick update of what's been going on. I felt like it was important uh, to be transparent. I'm going to try in 2021 to be a little more consistent, but like I've always said with the podcast, um, I don't 
churn out crappy. I, I try not to churn out crappy content, right? Like I can tell you, I've this will this is the forty sixth episode that I've published. I've probably deleted more than more than twenty episodes that I just didn't think met the mark. I didn't think were were the quality that I wanted to put out there. And so you're not just going to see me just blast content out at you, right? Like that's just not what I do. I don't think that's authentic. I don't think that's me. Um, I don't think that's why you come here. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, you know, you, you know how to get in contact with me. Uh, a lot of times I've put my cell phone number and email address out here a million times, 804-641-8310. That's my cell phone number. Text me, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can, you can hit me up by any of those means. Um, but I, I don't think you come here just for somebody that's just going to blab at you. Like, like some of the other guys that put out content, right? Like, uh, you know, that's just not me. And that works for them. And that makes, you know, and that's what, that's what drives their listenership. And that's what, but I, I just don't think the people that are listening to the average Jake firefighter podcast come here for a guy that's just going to just blab about a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. Um, when I put out content, I want it to be something valuable to you. I want it to be something that you can, that you can make sure that when you decide to spend 20, 30, 40 minutes, an hour, that you're going to get something out of it. Not necessarily agree with it, but that you're going to get something out of it. So I'm going to try to be more consistent. I'd really love to do two a month, but I think that's just a lofty goal that I'm just not going to be able to meet. Um, you know, so but one a month, I definitely think that that's a goal worthwhile. I definitely think that's a goal that I can meet. Um, and also, I want to make sure that there's enough gap in between episodes that people actually listen to them, right? Like, I don't want people missing episodes because they get put out on such a frequent basis. I mean, like, I know I'm probably like 20 episodes behind on Jocko because each one of them are four hours and he puts out, you know, two, three a month. And I, I just can't, uh, I can't keep up with that kind of volume. Um, and I and I don't think I'm alone in that, right? Like, and I mean, and granted, everything he's putting out is, is, is freaking gold and, uh, I don't know if I have that level of talent. I certainly don't have that level of time. And I certainly, uh, I don't know if I have that much to say. I have a lot to say, but I don't know if I have that much to say. Uh, but with that being said, thank you guys for, for I, I don't take any listener for granted. So thank you guys for, for tuning in. So the topic of the, of the day, and as we sit there and, and we and we talk about like having lack of time and everything like that, and I know I'm not unique to this, uh, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a father. My kids are very, very active. They're wrestlers. And especially during this pandemic, you would think that we've slowed down. And we might have slowed down a little bit. But what we've done, my boys wanted to wrestle. Like, they were they were mad that a lot of their things got canceled. Uh, they were supposed to go to Hungary this year um, to be able to train with the Hungarian national team through their wrestling club. And that got canceled. And they were supposed to go to all these wrestling clinics that they wanted to go to. And we were supposed to have like a couple vacations. We bought a river house. You know what I mean? Now, granted, the river house was still was still open, which is awesome. But, uh, you know, you would think we slowed down a lot. But in reality, in order for them to be able to wrestle, and we wanted them to be able to wrestle, that, you know, they're into it. That's what they enjoy doing. Um, and they want to wrestle. Especially my oldest son has, man, he has, he has just had like a resurrection of wrestling. Like that's all he wants to do. It's really all he talks about. He was up this morning at 5 a.m. so that he could come practice before school with a bunch of the other high school kids. Um, I mean, that's how much he's gotten into it. He And then he came home in the afternoon. He, when he came home, he did all this school, and then he went for a almost three-mile run. 
I mean, the dude has dedicated. And so when you're seeing that level of dedication, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to punish that, right? Like, I mean, you want to encourage that. So when they say they want to go wrestle, you, you go wrestle. So we have been all over the place, man. We've gone to Maryland, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Oklahoma. I mean, all these different places. Finally, wrestling tournaments are starting to happen in Virginia again. So we're not having to travel as much. But we've been everywhere, man. We've been everywhere. And so, and also on top of that with COVID, a lot of training stuff has happened. Before the before the pandemic, I was a youth wrestling coach, right? Like I coached a youth rec team and, you know, 30-some kids on the wrestling team. And I was doing that uh, two nights a week. And then we would have matches on the weekends. So, I mean, that's that takes up a lot of time. Plus, you know, career firemen, trying to do the social media stuff, trying to do the blog, trying to do uh, trying to do all this, trying to do the, the podcast. So I understand, you know, when you don't have, when you don't have time and so trying to get the training stuff, man, I can tell you like part of work-life balance for me. And, uh, I talked about this on the, uh, Dr. Donnie Hutchinson work-life balance podcast. Um, big shout out to, to Dr. Donnie work-life balance. Like I definitely, I need my family time, right? Like I, I need it. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably the opposite of a lot of guys on the job. Like when they go to work, like they separate themselves from their family. But for me, like my family gives me strength. My family is the reason that I do a lot of the things that I do. They're the reason I train like I do. They're the reason I read like I do. Cause I want to be as safe as I can for, to come back to them. Like they give they like, so to go 24 hours without talking to them is, uh, is pretty crazy. Like I don't do that. I'll be quite honest with you. I don't do that. Even if it's a five minute, like, Hey, uh, I'm at work. We're really busy. Um, I love you. And I'll talk to you later. Uh, you know, bye. And I, I'll do that with, with both my boys and my wife. And a lot of times even my mom and dad, um, you know, I'll, I'll give them a phone call every day. And, uh, but man, I still got to go fire training, man. I still like, I need, I need it. I need it. I got to go to a conference. Like I got to go to FDIC or firehouse or, or Pensacola beach or, or, you know, someplace I got to go be around firefighters. Like I got to, like, it's, it's one of the things like, like I need it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so, but I get the time suck that it is guys. Like I get that it's not easy. And especially with COVID so much has been canceled so much has been taken away from us. I mean, I was supposed to go to water on the fire that got, it didn't get canceled, but it wasn't anything like it was supposed to be. And so like a lot of people just didn't go. And so I, I, I took the opportunity to push my registration. ATROC, been looking to go to ATROC for the last two years, finally was able to, to be able to get to go. And then they had to move it and it moved into a time where I couldn't go. Um, so hopefully I'm going to get to go in December of this year, use my ATROC pass from 2020 and get to go December of this year. But man, it just like I need that stuff. And, and a lot of those things have been taken away from me. And a lot of the things have been taken away from all of us, but we still have got to train. And so what we have to do is maximize the time that we do have. We have to maximize the time that we have and take advantage of the things that we have. And a lot of that, what, one of the big things that I look at when I look at where I'm, where I can maximize more of my time is on my commute to work. And I think that's a thing for a lot of people. I mean, and this is before for years and years ago, I used to just kind of be a zombie when I would go to work, right? Like I would just like zone out. I didn't pay attention to anything. I didn't look at anything. Like I was just like, man, pump some tunes and let me just get to work. And especially like I, I had a, a, for a long time, I didn't have a very long commute. But then when I got moved to a different company in the Western part of the county, my commute went from like, 
10 minutes to 28 minutes. And I was wasting that 28 minutes. And so then it started getting me thinking, like, what am I, what can I, how can I maximize this time? Like, like, you know, this is the time that I'm here. I'm, I'm driving to work by myself. What can I do to maximize this time? And I kind of came up and, you know, I coined it, turning your commute into a classroom. And I did a blog about it a couple years ago. But uh, in reality, like, I think there's more to it than even the blog pointed out, uh, you know, a couple years ago. So, so let's talk about how we can maximize that, that windshield time and turn your commute into a classroom. The first thing, first way you can turn that commute into a classroom, you're already doing it. There is a wide variety of podcasts out there. There's a wide variety of uh, audio books out there. You can take that 30 minutes, an hour, and most firefighters I know at least have a 15 minute commute to work. At least have a 15 minute commute to work. Um, you know, my brother in law actually has like almost like a two hour commute to work because he lives in the Richmond area and drives into Fairfax County almost all the way to DC. So he has a lot of time sitting behind that windshield. And I know I'm not alone. And I know he's not alone in that, right? Like there's guys that have 30 minute to an hour commutes. My dad, same thing. When he was working, he just retired, uh, you know, a couple months ago, but he was driving an hour to work. You know, that's time that we can utilize to get our, to get some additional training in or to get some additional education in. So when you're driving, so, and there's a, there's a multitude of podcasts. I mean, I love that you listen to my podcast, but there's so much out there and like, it's crazy, right? Like I talked about in the intro, I'm so bad at self-promotion, right? I should be telling you to listen to all my episodes, right? But no, there's so much other out there. There's so much, there's guys that are better at, there's guys that are better at certain topics than I am. Uh, you've got Chief Peter Lamb. You've got Ryan Pennington. You've got the Do Work podcast. You've got the Weekly Strap from, uh, excuse me, Weekly Scrap from Firehouse Vigilance. You've got the Thin Red Line podcast. You've got, uh, you've got, uh, man, there's so many. There's so many out there. Uh, you've got James Gearing's podcast, the, the the Behind the Badge, I believe it's called. Uh, man, it's just, it's just so much out there. And then there's so many non-fire service podcasts out there. There's Jocko. There's Joe Rogan. There's, uh, I mean, so there's, uh, the guy that's on Joe Rogan all the time. I can't, Jordan Peterson. Uh, he, he's got a podcast. There's so many things that are out there. Uh, there's the order of man podcast. There's, uh, there's podcasts literally for any topic you can want to talk about. You know, again, you know, this is a fire service podcast and we want to try to focus on the fire service, but your family's going on, you, you want to take your family on a vacation and you want to research the area that you're going to. Well, Put in a podcast, you know, look, search up the topic that you're going on. I guarantee like my, like my family loves Disney World, right? My family loves Disney World. My wife's a travel agent. If I wanted to research something about Disney World, pop in a podcast. I guarantee there's somebody with a review of Disney World that you can listen to and you can educate yourself and then you can come home and have that conversation with your wife. So there's so much, and then there's so many audiobooks. Gosh, there's, so, you know, I, I mean, I'm not a big audiobook guy, but I have listened to audiobooks in the past. One of my uh, good friends, uh, Scott Redford, we call him Mickle. Uh, Mickle, he's an audiobook fiend. He listens to audiobooks. He's listened to David Goggins, Colin Powell, Jocko. I mean, he listens to so many audiobooks, it's insane. So, I mean, that's his, and that's what he does when he's got his windshield time on. So he's turning that commute into a classroom. So pick some podcasts 
pick an audiobook and man, don't waste that ride to work. Pop in your, you know, either your uh, your earbuds or or whatever, and uh, or your Bluetooth, you know, Bluetooth into your your truck speakers, and man, go to town on on some some stuff. You know, that's that's step number one, and how you can maximize that time and turn that commute into a classroom. And you can get that. I mean, tr- hey guys, and like I talk about with the three hours, that counts. That counts right there. If you're listening to an audiobook, that's that time in the library. If you're listening to a podcast, that's that time in the library. You're 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 making you you're you're taking that time and you're ma- using it to its maximum efficiency. You're taking that thirty minutes or an hour commute and you're knocking that one hour right out the way. Now you've got the rest of your day to get those other two hours in. Man, you're making it even easier for you to accomplish those two hours, or those three hours rather. So that's step number one: is turn that commute into a classroom by listening to podcasts, audiobooks, all that stuff. You know, don't waste that time. Step number two, go to the last fire. What I mean by that, and maybe not every fire department has this. I think a lot of places are are doing this, especially career departments. But like we have an app that we can set up to give us alerts, right? Like give us you know notifications. Uh, we use the uh, the Phoenix system. And uh, so I can set alerts for any unit in the whole county. Um, I have mine set to every chief officer and every working fire. So when the work and fire hits, you know, I know like it brings up the map, like it brings up where it is. It brings up the CAD comments. And then if it becomes a work and fire, they send out another announcement on the app. So I don't have time to go to every fire, right? Like I'm not that much, you know, I, I, I have so much other things going on. I don't have time to buff every fire. I wish I did, uh, but I don't. But what I have done is especially if it's on my way to work or if it's not too far out of the way, or especially if it's in my first due, go by that fire on your way to work. Go by that fire. Take another five, 10 minutes. You know, hey, if, especially if it comes out before you go to bed, like, all right, let me set my alarm five more minutes uh, forward. Uh, so that way I, or, or back rather, so that way I can get up and go pet and go by this fire in the morning. And then you can go by that fire and you can take a look at the water supply plan. You can see the hydrant, you can see the house. You can see, you can even tell like how good of a fire attack that they did. You can even look at it and be like, okay, like if this was me, here's the size up that I would use. This is where it looks like the rescue profile is. This is the stretch that I would do. Ooh, it looks like it might be a difficult stretch, all that kind of stuff. Like, it, you know, you can analyze that and then you can take that information. And when you go in for shift change, you can go, hey guys, I rode by that fire we had the other night that you guys had last night. Tell me a little bit about it. Looked like it was a pretty tough stretch. Did you guys have a hard stretch? What line did y'all pull? Man, and you're enhancing, you're getting sets and reps, right? You're getting those sets and reps. Plus, you're becoming better at you're becoming better knowledge at your district. You have better district knowledge. Okay? That's awesome. Like so so to me, that's step number 2. Go to the last fire. And maybe it's not a fire, right? Like if it's a fire, awesome. If you're going to that many fires, maybe it's the last call. Maybe it's the last full assignment. Right. Because, again, I, if you get a full sign, we, we get I, I get them. If it comes out as a structure fire, it comes to my phone, um, you know, so I can pull it up and I can go, OK, maybe it didn't become a working fire. But what if it did? So I'll drive by there on my way to work. Like, oh, OK. Hey, yeah, I see. I see what those guys were talking about. It was a it was a split level house. Um, it would have probably been a difficult stretch, you know, especially if we, you know, we got to park here. Oh, man, it's a weird lot, you know, because the house is kind of catty corner to the road. I mean, you're getting, you're developing so much knowledge base and experience and everything, uh, you know. So, so that's my kind of that, that's my advice number two or step number two. Go to the last fire. 
Step number three, don't go the same way to work. We're creatures of habit, man. We are creatures, creatures, creatures of habit. I And I'm guilty. A lot of times I have like two, maybe three ways that I always go to work. Depends on if there's traffic or not, blah, blah, blah. I always like pick this way. Like one of the places, especially like the station I'm going to tomorrow, there's a train that comes across. So I go that way. If the train is there, I'll take a right onto a side street so I can go around where the train is. If not, I go over the train tracks. And like, so there's like two ways I go to this firehouse. I don't, I usually don't deviate. But uh, when I was newly assigned there, Man, I was like going different ways to work. Like, let me come in from this direction. I don't know this district very well. Let me come from this direction. And that's something we should always be doing. I should have never stopped it. And especially now that I'm I'm kind of countywide, like the way my job is um, with being a command captain, um, I can ride any battalion car with except our shift commander. I can ride any of our EMS supervisor cars. I can ride our safety car. And I can, I can ride any suppression piece uh, in the whole county. Like, that's my job. Uh, so, so it really is uh, like I could be anywhere at any point in time. So I need to be exploring the, the county even more so. So I need to stop going to work the same ways every day. You know, take a couple extra minutes again, set your alarm back, you know, set your alarm back a little bit, extra five minutes and then take around like, hey, you know, and it can even be, you know, you can even pick some addresses that you're not familiar with. Like, hey, haven't been on a call on Wales Drive in five years. Let me go ride back there and see what's changed. And you tool on back there, you take a look and see how the addresses run, look at some of the building construction, you know, drive around like, all right, let me go back. And that's something, you know, that I did a lot when I was on duty, but I never did it before. You know, I, I didn't do it as much uh, beforehand, and I really need to start doing it more again. And that's why I'm recommending it to you guys. Don't go to work the same way. Every day. Go, don't go home the same way. You got to commute back too. And these are all things that you can do to commute back. If you ran a fire the night before, go back by that fire and try to retrace your steps and see if you could have done anything better. Listen to a podcast on the way home. Don't go home the same way every time. Don't go home the same way that you came to work. Okay? Like, don't do that stuff. Um, so that's a, that's step number three. Don't go home the same way. Number four. A lot of people stop and they get donuts or they get coffee or they get breakfast in the morning. They stop at the Wawa or they stop at the Sheets or the 7-Eleven or whatever. In a lot of these places, they have real estate magazines. And I've talked about this before, but you can learn so much from some of these local publications, some of these real estate magazines, some of these places that are advertising for new neighborhoods, um, you know, all of these things. Uh, like uh, in, in, in this area, um, in the Richmond area, they have something called Style Weekly. And in, the, in there, every week they publish every event. That's going to be held in the entire Richmond area. Anything that's on the calendar, like they publish it. And these real estate magazines, they have layouts of houses. They have the exact type of house they're going to be. And they have the floor plans in them. So when you go into these stores in the morning and get your coffee, get your donut, get whatever you're eating, you know, whatever. Don't just walk in and out. Grab a couple real estate magazines. You can, if you're one of those guys that doesn't like to run right into the firehouse, man, they're good truck reading. You know, like you're one of those guys who's like, man, I'm going to have this last couple of sips of coffee before I go in. Man, read that real estate magazine or read Style Weekly or whatever your version of that is. We also have a local paper called the Henrico Citizen. Kind of the same way, man. It's a local paper. It has everything that's going on in the county all the time. 
You know, you can get a lot of information from that. Years ago, we found out that a that a group of apartments that were going to be built in our first due were going to have green roofs. We were like, whoa, we've never dealt with those. So we we would have never known it because we'd been and looked at the building a hundred times and no one ever told us anything about it. We read about it in that local trade magazine. So then we hopped in the rig and went down there like, yo, what's this green roof? You know, and then we started talking about like, all right, how are we going to vent that? Like, what's it going to do to the fire behavior? All those things. And we'd have never known that because we walked past that stuff all the time. We walked past those local publications and magazines all the time. And so I'm telling you, like, help your commute, you know, grab that magazine, grab that local publication. Lastly. And this is kind of a big one, and, 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 and sometimes people take it out of context, and it has to do with your district again. Go buy, pick any building, and I recommend, I don't know your neighborhood, um, but I've been in some bad neighborhoods where my firehouse has been. But I would recommend like a commercial building, like a hotel, a Target Hazard, a nursing home, you know, someplace where it doesn't look like you're being a creeper, uh, not like a residential structure. And take a field trip in the morning. Take a field trip in the morning when you're on your when you're on your when you're doing what you what we recommended and going that opposite way to work like you should. Ride around the Walmart. Make sure you know where the FDC is. Make sure you know where the the loading dock doors are. If they're labeled, make sure you know what the, what the, what the labeling means. Look where the hydrant locations are. Look where your egress and exit points are. Look at what the building looks like at 5 a.m. You know, there may be, it could be that uh, it's it's super duper occupied at that point in time, and you may not think it is. That could be when they get their biggest shipments. What about the nursing homes? Like, a lot, you know, what's the staffing level of the nursing home there? Where's the FDC? Uh, you know, where does it look like the two-inch drain is coming out of? Can you tell where the where the sprinkler uh, where the sprinkler risers start and end by the inspector test valve? Where's the where you can see a lot from the outside of these buildings? Where's the water gong located? Usually, where the water gong is, the sprinkler control valves are pretty close to it. If you know your building construction, you know where's the generator, all that kind of stuff. Just drive around the building. Pick one building. It doesn't got to be 15 of them. All right, you're taking an alternate route to work. You know what? Uh, you know, the the big nursing home that we go to all the time is right here. I haven't been to a call there in a while. Let me drive around this building real quick. Usually they're well lit. Let me drive around the building real quick. Okay, cool. Oh, yep. Yeah, you know, there's that. Man, there's something in front of the FTC. Gosh, you know, all right, cool. Uh, blah, 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 rot around. Make sure you know where those things are. So I'm telling you, those little things, those little things like that make huge differences on a fire. Like when you're the only dude that knows where the FTC is, man, you can be a hero really quick. And if you want to take it a step further, um, download a SIM app. I use Sims You Share. They don't sponsor the podcast, they don't do, but that's the app that I use. If you can download it to your iPhone, and what you can do with Sims You Share, you can take pictures, and you can load them in Sims You Share, and you can add smoke, fire, victims, all that kind of stuff. So you can drive around, take a picture of all four sides of the building, then you can go to your firehouse, and you can add smoke, fire, heat, you know, victims, and you can pop it up on your big screen TV, and now you just had a training, you just created a training class for the building in your district. Just because, just by going around in the morning, taking a quick picture. And then what that could even spark is you guys going out and doing a training on it during regular business hours. Like, hey, it has been a while since we've been here. Let's go do a walkthrough. Let's go hook up to the FDC. Let's not charge it, but let's go hook up to the FDC. It's been a minute since we've done that. So that can really, really, really be helpful. 
And so those things, I think, can help turn your commute into a classroom. It can help develop those sets and reps and really enhance your knowledge of your first two district, enhance your fire ground knowledge, enhance your critical thinking. Um, and it just it maximizes your time. I get it, man. People are busy. I'm sitting here. I don't know if you can tell or not. I'm sitting here recording this episode of the podcast in a pickup truck while my son wrestles. Uh, it, it has wrestling practice tonight, my youngest son. You know, so I'm trying to maximize the time that I have to to bring what I think is important stuff to you guys. Um, you know, so I, again, I get it. We're all busy. We're all busy. A lot of things got canceled. That was one of the things I, I you know, I, I asked uh, the group of acting officers the other day, like, when's the last training class you went to outside of the division? And a lot of them didn't raise and, you know, a lot of them didn't have any, you know, didn't raise their hand because they hadn't gone to one. But then one of them piped up and was like, well, you know, COVID. I'm like, well, great. COVID. I, I understand that. But a lot of people have still found a way to train. We did the Fireground Commander Conference during COVID. And it was right in your backyard and you didn't show up. So, I mean, you know, a lot of times people are just looking for that excuse. Well, here's a way right now you can get some good training and maximizing all the time that you have during your commute. 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour. You can make it, you can make it whatever you want. And if you utilize those tips, I think your commute can become more valuable. Uh, even your commute home can become more valuable. You can be maximizing the time. And then when you get home, you don't feel guilty that, you know, you're taking an hour out of your day to read because, man, you listened to an audiobook on the way home or you listened to a podcast on the way home and you don't feel guilty uh, that you're not paying attention to the fire service and you're paying attention to your kids because you spent that hour ride home or that 30 minute ride home getting some education and, and, and again, turning your commute into a classroom. I really think that's valuable stuff. And we've got to maximize our time these days, boys and girls, because it is I don't think this pandemic is is going away anytime soon. Even with the vaccines and the and, and all the stuff, it's still looking like we're gonna have a very similar year, at least restrictions wise, to 2020, at least until summer. I can't see it ending before then. So you've got to get creative and you've got to utilize the time that you have. And I know a lot of the times people are doing that with their commutes. Uh, they're kind of wasting their time. And I know I have been. Um, so don't waste that time, man. It, you, you, time is, is, is a finite thing. We don't even really know how much time we have. Uh, so don't waste any of it. Uh, go out there and, and, and get some time. Time's precious. And uh, go out there and utilize every second of every day and, uh, and get after it and, and turn that commute into a classroom. Well, that being said, I can't do what I do without the support of some super great companies. The first being Vanguard Safety Wear. Vanguard Safety Wear, the makers of the MK1 Fire Gloves, the MK1 Ultras, and the, the Squad 1 Rescue Gloves. All those products are awesome. I've got the MK1s and the MK1 Ultras, and let me tell you, they are outstanding. The more you wear them, the better they get. They come out of the package pretty damn good, to be quite honest with you. And the more you wear them, the better they get. Uh, I, the only thing that you're going to not like about them is that eventually it's going to take a long time. Eventually they're going to wear out and you're going to buy more. That's the only thing that I, that I would tell you that's negative about them is that they're so good. You're not going to want to go back to other gloves. You're going to want to wear these MK ones the rest of your fire career. So I would, so go to vanguardsafetywear.com or dingusfire.com and pick up a pair of MK one or MK one ultras or the squad ones. Vanguard Safety Wear, made for work.
Next is Taylor's Tins. Taylor's Tins make metal helmet fronts, but they make so much more. They make playing cards. They make pump cards. They make If it can be made out of metal, Taylor's Tins is going to do it for you. They make signs, locker tags, everything under the sun. I wear a Taylor's Tin on my helmet every day, and it's awesome. I've had it for a couple years now. I get more compliments on that metal front than on anything else I've ever worn in the fire service. It's awesome. It really, it holds up. I've had it in fires. I've dropped it off fire trucks. I've, you know, it's fallen out of the battalion car when I've been riding on it and it still looks awesome. It still holds up. And I just can't say enough about the product. Go to taylorstins.com and make sure that you click on the tab, contact Taylor. They're going to give you some, he's not just going to give you this drop down menu. You're going to contact him. You're going to tell him exactly what you want. He's going to give you some custom artwork and you're going to be blown away and you're going to want a Taylor's tin on your helmet. Taylor's Tins, stop wearing leather and start wearing Taylor's Tins. Next, the Burn Box. Burn Box is a firefighter subscription box made by a firefighter that features firefighting products. Uh, I've had a Burn Box and man, they are awesome. Uh, I've got, you know, I got the firefighter swipe tool in my burn box. I've been wanting one of those forever. Got a t-shirt, got a metal wedge, everything that they, it's always a different theme too. He's had an extrication theme. He's had a, a through the lock theme. In fact, the la- one of the last ones had a daggone uh, set of pliers that was, that were already converted into the, the key tools for through the lock forcible entry. So go to burnbox.com and sign up for the burn box. It's a subscription service. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Go to the burnbox.com. Lastly, IDLH Technology Tactical Worksheet.com. I use the Tactical Worksheet Junior and the, uh, the IDLH Tactical Worksheet Junior and the IDLH Tactical Worksheet. I also use the command desk. Man, it is so I love how these command boards are laid out. I ride the battalion car a lot these days. That's just what it is. And I am in charge of incidents all the time. And I use these command boards from IDLH Technology and Tactical Worksheet.com all the time. They're great. I'm, other people see them and they're envious. I know a guy already was like, I ordered that exact thing from tacticalworksheet.com. I love the tactical worksheet. I love how it's laid out. I love it. It is laid out exactly the way that my brain thinks that a tactical worksheet should be laid out. So it makes it super easy for me. So go to tacticalworksheet.com. You will not be disappointed with the product. High quality command boards, uh, the tactical worksheet junior fits in the inside pocket of your turnout coat. So if you become a division supervisor or you're having to walk around the backside of the building and take a charge of a, of a side, like a side Charlie commander or something like that, you've got an easy tactical worksheet that you can pull out and start to utilize. It works awesome. They're great. I can't say enough about them. Tacticalworksheet.com, idlhtechnology.com. Well, that's it for this episode of the podcast, but you know what we do. Make sure you're spending one hour every day in the gym working on your physical fitness. I can tell you, after I've been sick for these last couple of days, that is something I have sorely missed. I'm just starting to feel good enough where I can get some workouts again, and I have missed it. Can't wait to feel good enough to start pounding the pavement again. Also, it needs to warm up here a little bit. Had 40 mile per hour wind gusts here today and 26 degrees. I wasn't running outside. Uh, But make sure you're spending an hour in the gym every day. This is a physical job, and we need to be in shape in order to do it. Make sure you're spending an hour in the library every day. What do I mean by spending an hour in the library? Reading something, getting on YouTube, watching fire videos, listening to a podcast, listening to an ebook, listening to an audiobook, anything that you can do to educate yourself about our trade. 
breeding fire engineering, getting on fireengineering.com, firehouse.com, all that stuff. Taking an interest in our trade and spend one hour every day doing some sort of hands-on training. Putting your hands on the tools you need to be successful for the job that we do. Period. End of story. If it's if you've been a cycle or whatever you call your work period, and you and you haven't put your hands on tools, put your hands on your SCBA, practice your masks up, uh, practice stretching lines, flowing water, whatever. You're wrong. There's no other way to say it. You're wrong. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't have to be extravagant. You can get out there with just your gloves on and practice stretching lines. You can get out there, take a reducer, put it on a hydrant, hook up some inch and three quarter line, put a nozzle on it, and practice your nozzle technique. It doesn't take anything extravagant to get good, solid hours worth of training. People expect us to be good at our job. When they show up, when we show up, they want us being experts at what we do. If you're not training every day, I don't know how you're going to be an expert at it. There's too much to know in order to be an expert and be able to save people. Make sure you're spending time doing those three hours. One hour in the gym, one hour in the library, one hour doing hands-on training. You do that, you become a pretty phenomenal firefighter, I'll guarantee it. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, but stay aggressive. I'm out.